welcome. Grab a snack. Come on in. This is Bob and Joyce. We're former HROD executives who want to support other HROD professionals in doing large, high-impact, bold work in a time that really needs the values and skills of HR and OD. In these podcasts, we will share our experiences on topics that are relevant both to you and today's business world. We're both glad you're here. Welcome, grab a snack, come on in. What's What are you thinking about today? What would you like to talk about? I felt the need to get really concrete about something, some work that we did that maybe they could borrow from or use because we try to pull out a nugget every time, but we said we'd also land some planes and get very specific. So I would like to talk about the learning groups that I started that was, were like a virus once they took off. And so that's what, that's where I'd like to start. Yeah. You know, I'm totally with you because I, I mean, I really have enjoyed our conversations thus far and I think they've been uh, really useful and helpful. Uh, <laughs> they helped me. Yeah. But what I like about this, this is concrete as opposed to talking about stories, which you tease out the learning. So why don't we start? Because uh, learning group or the term learning group can mean a lot of different things to different people. Why don't you give us your definition? Well, here's how they came about. I was pretty new to the organization and I had put together with a woman that uh, was working for me, a beautiful training approach for store managers. I mean, we got feedback and goals be ahead of time. It, we had at that time carbon paper so we could send achievements and where the development should be. And we had, had assessed every darn person in the organization about what store managers need to know. I was proud. I had beautiful graphics. And my budget was cut. <laughs> nope. Sorry. Yes. And... And and I said, why? And they said, well, it's non-productive time. I'd never heard that phrase. And I was livid. So I um, said, huh. So I, I have these store managers who need training. And then my orientation is this anyway. I said, well, actually, I thought about all the self-help groups there are. And said, let's just create a learning group where store managers learn and are not trained. Mm. And I went around and tried to sell it. And I'll tell you the basic tenets of it. And everybody just went, no, no, no. And later they came around (laughs) and became proponents of this kind of thing. But There was a young woman who was high potential, who was too tight and too controlling. And her boss said, well, that might be, she was a district manager, great for her to learn how to let go. I said, okay. So she was willing to, so it was part of her developmental growth and what the hell, there was no money. So here was the premise. 
First of all, the district manager could not be in the kickoff session. This was to be store managers doing self-managed learning. Later that got kind of changed because the district managers wanted to have fun too. So here's what the task was. And this was the task for store managers. If you were going to give yourselves a report card, what would you be willing to be measured on? And what would you be willing to measure others on? And so the first segment spent a lot of time on that, which was sometimes different from what was in their performance review. So they created their own list and there were five and I don't remember them, but they were not. One was um, tough conversations and another was conflict management. Yeah. Can I stop you? I, I'm just sure. curious when, when I, I find that to be an interesting first exercise uh, mm -hmm. Did they have any context, like in terms of where we were going as a learning group? Or, I mean, was there any context? Yes. Were they just really willing people ready to follow your lead? They seem to be willing, and I have no idea why. Okay. But what I did say is because you, you the these elements that you are willing to be measured on and willing to measure others on, you are going to begin to make improvements in that area and you are going to be evaluated by one another. And if you make a good report card at the end of a year, you'll get like, uh, it was days like three days off or a week off. It was a pretty big reward. So that was that. And so that first three-day kickoff was sort of, uh, I don't know if it was three days, but we did some team building and kept it very positive. So at the end of every session, of course, we had what I think we called, you and I, the reign of appreciation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One person stood in the middle and other people um, complimented them or noted what they'd done to be helpful in that moment, in that day. Not forever and ever just what went on during that day that you appreciated. X made me laugh. We love how you lighten the mood, whatever. But it had to be grounded in common experience at the time. So going forward, they had to set a goal after that three day, like, okay, I'm going to work on conflict resolution. And they would just devise, here's what I'm going to do. Each one would pick something that was in the report card that they were gonna work on. And, and I think this fell away after a while. Everybody had to pick one person that they were gonna call to see how they were doing on the goal that they'd set. Mm. So self-managed and self-supporting. Then the, from there on after, there would be um, touching bases in the morning, sharing success and failures, and giving suggestions. Yeah. The suggestion rain, just like an appreciation rain. So that was in the morning. And then in the afternoon, based on what they'd asked for, there'd be formal training. And then another time setting goals for the next six weeks. There were six weeks in between. Yeah. Um, can I can I just pause you? Sure. Because um, I've two things uh, have kind of popped into my 
thinking that are, I think we're sharing with the group. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but when we did our first teaser for uh, Bob and Joyce, mm -hmm. you talked about internal OD people sometimes have to be subversive, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This is a great example where <laughs> it really is, where you had this kind of HR, very linear structured program, and it was very visible, and there's a big dollar budget put to it, and it got axed. And you said, oh, okay. And you were then able to get people to get uh, that are really busy, that have store responsibilities off the stage for three days to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, that because is I said it would cost nothing. It would cost zero compared to the training they used to do. Oh. I mean, my, my goal always, and every year that I was in the company and whether I got promoted or not, I reduced my budget Yeah, by using more internal. Yeah. Well, my point being is I, I, that's a great example of, you know, getting a little bit of resistance or being told no, and then still finding a way being subversive. Yeah. And the, and the, and the, the way was because two top VPs of retail said no, but this one person wanted to develop this, this woman and so I snuck in under that. You know, he came to me and said, what can I do to have her learn to let go? I said, well, I have an idea. So, hey, I have a question for you. So it was subversive, just as I'm hearing your words. How did you get the uh, district manager uh, to uh, go along? I mean, I would think that... that I think she felt under pressure to do it. Okay. And how because about her not being a part of it? It was for her development. Okay. He was kind of stuck and had gotten feedback about being too tight, uh, too controlling. And later she did come into the group, uh, okay. you know, talk to me and she wanted to be a part of it, which continued to happen. But in setting the goals for the first time, just the store managers, they know what their job is. They know what they need to do. And they had each one another to sort of call each other out. I don't know why yeah. it worked, except it was better than boring training. Yeah. Even if well conceived. So I don't, I really, but here's what did happen. Go ahead. And this is how it spread. And then we can come back and talk more about it. Um, that there was a, a change in structure and that store manager group was split up and went under another dm yeah and they both went to the dm and said we want to continue our learning groups and it's really good and da, da, da. and it spread on its own and i think then later once um hr people got to know me they would help facilitate as needed when requested and it morphed but that was the original concept was that self-managed learning, which I love. It wakes people up. So I don't know what else to say about it. I don't remember everybody, anybody ever getting to the goal. Yeah. And winning the week's vacation. They didn't care anymore. 
it was just really well you know you said when you at the, your first meeting it was good here are your marching orders oh yeah we'll do it you don't have to think and in this way they got to think and get bigger about their roles and expand I, <laughs> yeah my my sense is and i'd like to hear you kind of talk about the next evolution or iteration of learning groups that may have spread elsewhere. But I remember at the time, and I'm trying to think what I, I think I was in HR with you. Uh, I sensed that other areas were kind of looking at what was happening in this district. And there, there was a lot of envy to be a part of this group that could self-create on their own uh, and build kind of a camaraderie because mm -hmm. our rest was a culture where we competed. Mm. Uh, you know, if you had the goodies in your store and you had something that was working, it was something to be kind of protected and guarded about. Um, oh, see, this was a group report card. Yeah, I hear no one, no one person could win. And also, I, th I think, and this is why people, if you're listening to this, play with it. I believe we asked the district manager not to know what the report card was until yeah. later to see if they if they could identify changes that had occurred. Yeah. So let and, me ask this. Yeah. Um, particularly with something that's new, I've got to believe if there's a group of 10 store managers, there may have been one or two that were just really like not wanting this to happen or didn't want to play. I mean, how, how yeah. did you handle that? Did it happen, I guess would be the first question. Yeah, it did happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think by my sincerity in the fact that they had a ton of untapped talent and ideas. Yeah. Um, the CEO supported that because he was allowing some self-management work to go on in the warehouse. And there was a new wave of freedom to do that. It was still very radical, but it was just, it didn't cost money. And people ended up wanting to come every six weeks to step out of the store. Afterwards, it was only a day. So the kickoff was three days with some formal facilitation to make sure everybody participated. And including if there was somebody that was skeptical to say, Tell me why you hate this. And I, I remember one kind of comment was, well, I'm a great dictator, but you're turning me into a communist. <laughs> so let, let me ask you this. Uh, if, I, if I'm out there listening to you share, uh, there might be some people that are saying, okay, this sounds great. It worked where you were for this mm -hmm. group of people. Uh, we're a company that... Uh, doesn't invest a lot in training. We believe in, uh, you know, sending people out or mm -hmm. to, to have kind of top-down, uh, you know, training. H how do you even begin to have a conversation of, about even experimenting with, with this thing called learning groups? <laughs> you have to have a real passion about doing it. Yeah. And you have to trust in it. I, I'm thinking about how when Hannaford uh, was bought by 
food lion. Yeah. How shocking it was to bring together the top management for conversation and how people underestimated, leadership underestimated what people could and would do. And I think I might have said to them, you know, you're underestimated in, <laughs> in what you can bring. And I remember the whole slogan about bringing the whole person to work. Yeah. If you're doing better work in any kind of work outside of your formal work, we, that's a literal loss for productivity and energy. And I think I talked about that to mm -hmm. the leaders. Um, store managers, maybe because they're kind of extroverted or whatever, they kind of fell into it. I'm not so sure. I mean, I love retail. Yeah. They're, they're blunt <laughs> and action-oriented and funny. Yeah. And now I'm thinking of an IT department I worked with where we started a learning group and it was hell for a while until I finally went, okay, I'm stepping away and you're not leaving this room until you get a measure of what you would be proud to be measured on because as long as I'm talking, you're not going to. So, bye. <laughs> and I came back in in two hours and I didn't care if they just sat there and they said, well, we'd be glad to be measured on um being able to really what they said was being able to tell our truth to talk and that this was the first time as a group they'd had a conversation which shocked me because they'd been forced into it and they're deep deep this group not all it people were very deeply introverted and just wanted to be in front of that screen yeah you, but, you, you know ugh. You know, one, I don't want to make it sound easy or difficult. It's just worth a try. Well, you know, when I'm listening to you, I think about only because I know the group that you did the first learning group with. This wasn't a struggling group. I mean, these were probably considered some of the best uh, managers that we had in the company, which mm -hmm. uh, I don't know where to go with it. But I think my point being is this isn't necessarily just for maybe a struggling team or a team that no 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 uh because i think it can be misconstrued yeah. no it's it's yeah. not that it's for where do you want to grow and stretch yeah and in support of one another not top down demand but flowering blossoming um finding broader horizons i don't know how else to put that mm -hmm. in wow later that really came to fruition and we'll talk about this another time when we created corporate and store manager partnerships ah yeah which was i regret that that was only a one-year experiment it everyone tell tell us about that i remember vaguely everyone had a partner uh, like a corporate and a yeah i think maybe we should save it save it okay. but we got to remember it because it was one of the most powerful things i ever did it was huge and the ceo when I've talked to him uh, about it, said, ugh, not doing that every year was crazy. It should have been a continuous way, yeah. almost of a restructuring of work. Yeah. I so mean, it was an experiment that could have carried more power, and it was very powerful for a year, 
But because we'd said it was going to be for a year, we stopped. <laughs> well, you know, it's what I find interesting, the backdrop. So this is a little bit off topic, but what I thought was so powerful the year that we did it is there, there was a kind of a mutual, uh, not distrust, but lack of respect mm -hmm. where where we literally in at the stores used to refer to the corporate as the puzzle palace. Right. You know, and literally the, 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 nothing yeah. productive happened there. And meanwhile, a lot of people in corporate saw us in retail uh, as kind of a problem to be solved or mm -hmm. they'd have a lousy shopping experience and they would kind of extend it out. So it was, it was pretty instrumental in knocking down some walls. It was great. The only the next step to have been taken would have been to have commonly held bonuses. Don't touch my bonus. Right. That's why it would have been a real big it's deal. Huge. What if your corporate partner and the store had set an agreed upon goal and if they meet it, they got their bonus and if they didn't, they didn't. We didn't. Yeah. Right. So it, anyhow, we will spend some time on that at another time. And this know, is where I think in the future we can bring in some of our OD practitioners uh, that continued the use of the learning groups after I went on to different work. Yeah. If you're good with it, um, I also know uh, at least one person that was a part of that original learning group. Yeah. I would love as kind of a follow-up uh, to bring... Yeah him in uh and yep. even the dm uh and do yes. a conversation. really yes. uh great. so we can that'd be great because they had the real experience so if you're yeah. at that why don't we why don't we see if we can pull that off because i think this is you know when i look at the world of aod and what we're bringing in terms of these uh podcasts i think this is a pretty big takeaway uh and so it is and and the reason I'm back in the work is that it is also very small D democratic. Yeah. And people learn to work across differences for a common goal and to be fully engaged. And uh, that's what we need. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, I want to share, and I think you were either working uh, internationally or maybe even had retired but the same district manager that you uh, first met with, yes. uh, you ultimately became uh, a senior vice president right. operations at uh, Food Lion. Mm -hmm. And as you might recall, we had a store manager of the year award, you know, and it, it, you know, we had criteria in it, but it was very right. top down. Yeah. And, and this person had the idea to put some real teeth in the best, those managers that have achieved mastery and oh. and what she did uh was create a learning group now this is probably 10 12 years after that original learning group uh -huh. she brought all the the regional store managers of the year and literally created a learning group where they were to come up with uh, what they would see is the measuring stick that defined mastery uh, at that level. And essentially, the idea was to to really tap into why they were just so good at what they did mm -hmm. and have a conversation and then be able to kind of document 
Uh, where's the commonality? Where are the similarities? I, I think this might have been coincidental. Yeah. But it might have happened. I, I don't know. All I know is I was, because wanting to keep good store managers at the store manager role, as opposed to being bumped up, like Waitrose in London is really good at this, yeah. um, is to, if you achieve mastery, you get a pay increase. Yes. It's a big, you are now a master store manager. So yeah, that was in the air. And that also, yeah. Well, it's just another uh, way to leverage a group in a kind of a learning group. Uh, yes. Yeah. It, it yeah. really was. So. And the company became very good at doing that kind of thing. And that is not because of us alone. We were certainly impetus, but there was a readiness. There has to be. Yeah. There has to have been. <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm hesitating because I have an article about the learning group somewhere. I have glasses this big and weird, <laughs> weirder hair, but you know, I don't, I don't want to overplay readiness because I think, like in the underbelly, there was a readiness or an unsettledness mm -hmm. to know maybe there is another way to go. But I think from a hey, you know, hey organization, would you would you like to do this versus our traditional way of training? I wouldn't say there would have been a lot of appetite for it. No, I was pretty much a steady drip. You were a steady drip. I just looked for the opportunity where process could fit with a goal that the organization needed in a very practical sense. Yeah. So yeah. this is a topic for another day. So I'm going yeah. to say it right out before um, you uh, respond, or maybe not. This whole notion of where to invest. So if I have so much of a budget for training and development, mm. and it's a constant challenge, like, so do I focus on the top 20 people in the company? Mm -hmm. Do I focus on that middle director group? Mm -hmm. uh, or do I take a look at uh, this group of store managers uh, that we have hundreds of, uh, and do I invest there? So what I found, um, what I think was a real innovation in what you did, uh, we talk about creating leadership development at the top level, and we train down below. This was, a, I think, an example where you kind of flipped it on its head uh, and, and looked at a broader group that is kind of more towards uh, the operational bottom of the organization. And I don't know where to go with it. It's just, it's just like you, you made a decision, uh, consciously or not, to have the intervention be uh, with store managers, which are kind of on the operations end versus director group versus. You can almost, group. with most interventions, you can almost start any darn place. Okay. Because they'll either grow up or they'll grow down or they'll. Yeah. But yeah. Um, ideally, in a perfect world, I think I would have done um, a learning group with all the district managers. Okay. And that would have shifted their point of view and they would begin to manage differently and could also replicate the learning group. So if I, if I had to do that in a perfect world, I would have started with all DMs. 
I like that. So that, that I saw the chance and just did it. So that group of 15, to use our example, could go out and infect 150. Right. Yeah. So, okay. I, I just wanted to ask that because if not all of our listeners have the same structure and the same titles. Right. I want to kind of get a sense, well, where do you, where would you do this? Or where would you start? Yeah. And that, and that's why um, we want to hear from people who are listening. Yeah. Wouldn't you love to have questions? How do we do that on a podcast? I don't know. Well, I, I think we've agreed that once we feel a certain level of comfort, we'll do these live. Um, oh, yeah. okay. We'll do them live. And that way we'll have hopefully um, seven or 10 people listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or three that are very curious <laughs> and want to talk. Oh, yeah, because I, mean, I, I want questions. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hungry for questions. <laughs> okay. Give me some questions, quick. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a question. So if you were to do kind of a, a before and after, um, how would you describe this group uh, benefited or grew as a result of the experience? Well, you know my answer is going to be you'd have to ask them. And we I will. I think their energy and engagement got higher. I think um, their pride in themselves was higher. Like, oh, at last somebody's engaging all of us. Yeah. Um, and it made them a little more excited about the work because we kept expanding. Well, try this, try that. You want to have a new product in bakery? How would you do that? Or, you know, it, I think it engaged them. So I'm going to ask another question. I'm trying oh. to get the mindset. So. Yeah. You kind of laid out what the first task was, uh, mm -hmm. come up with how they want to be measured. Is, is that a good way to start out most learning groups, or is it dependent upon the outcome? What's the first assignment is another way of putting it. Right. And I say I would pick th that as whatever is a worthwhile goal to stretch toward that has meaning for the group that's learning. That they themselves say. So in HR, well, in OD, it might be uh, in an OD group is, how do we make sure we're serving the client rather than selling OD? Yeah, okay. Or it might be identifying resistances to change and how to better how to get rid of in OD the thing of the slogan of they just don't get it. Yeah. They do get it. Mm -hmm. They're getting it their way. They're not getting it your way. So if you want to be a skilled OD practitioner, get rid of that attitude and yep. go with they here's what they are getting. How can I ride that? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So that that leads to another question. You asked for questions. You I did. Oh yeah. Yeah. It sounds to me uh, that you came in with at least a, a kickoff structure. At, at what point did they start um, self-evolving to creating the agenda uh, without the need of a facilitator, if that ever happened? I think, well, in their second meeting, because I spelled out a structure. First, you come and share in the morning about 
your progress on the goal that you set. Yeah. And the person who is going to support you has to report on what they did to support. So there was that going on. And then um, there was, well, here's what I'm struggling with. And there was group generation of solutions. Mm -hmm. Remember when we did that for uh, supervisory judgment? Yeah. Just yeah. a whole lot of possible things. They were given a basket full of ideas on what to do. So the follow-up was report on what you did, have your support report. And that takes quite a bit of time, actually. Um, and what was the other one I said? I don't know. That's okay. It's, it's, <laughs> so then, and then in the afternoon, it was training. Yeah. New goals. So. Okay. And I would say it took, I think they ran well for about three or four sessions and then needed someone to come in and check on the discipline of the structure and the level of the dialogue. Okay. And so I think later they ended up having a facilitator. Okay, so having a facilitator. Just not the DM. Yes. Okay. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that they used a facilitator. I don't like uh, self-managed groups to get facilitator dependent because they'll talk for you. They'll, I, I, I just, I am a real proponent of self-managed learning. Okay. So you just gave us a nugget about what are some rules of the road or things that you think are ideal ways to have uh, a learning group evolve. Is there any other like top of mind things that you would suggest if someone out there is considering experimenting with the learning group? Any group that needs to bump it up. Yeah. <laughs> and where you want more engagement where you where you were talking about earlier, what do you do? with that flabby middle group. So for instance, director level, what if you had um, mixed function director level learning groups where they set common goals for the good of the business and for themselves and then worked on those for a year and then have the whole director group come together at the end of the year to yeah. share growth and demands on the company? I don't know. Does yeah. that Get at that. No, I think that's. But you need to have a clear structure. It can't get sloppy. That when you self-manage, you have to have a clear structure. So you come together, you share your struggles and successes on what the goal you set the last time you met, and then you get suggestions from others about what to do with your goal going for the next time, mm -hmm. and you keep the structure of the support having to call you at least once in the six weeks okay. to check bases. So it needs a very tight format, not structure, format. Yeah. And the afternoon was two hours of training and then setting of new goals with the suggestions on how to do it all in order to see how you can move the needle on what you're willing to be measured for. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on the Bob and Joyce podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up an idea or two to go forward and do great work. For more information, please visit us at bobandjoyce.com. If you like today's podcast, please click subscribe. And even better, give us a quick review on Apple Podcasts. It supports us and helps others to find the show. 
If you'd like more ODHR content, please follow us on Facebook by searching for Bob and Joyce Podcast. Until the next time, be well and be safe.